Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. Here you'll learn about how to grow your home building, remodeling, or contracting business. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. This podcast has really turned into a movement and community of people who want to grow personally and professionally. Here we bring you some of the best marketing, sales, and business minds in the industry so you can elevate your business. All right, let's dive into the show. Hey, and welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. This is Spencer Powell, and this is episode 148 and another edition of the Growth Series. And we are going to dive into automation today because right now we are all slammed. It's summertime. There is huge demand on the industry, and we need ways to save time, get more efficient, build lean processes and systems. But before we get into that discussion, uh, we had a listener question. And if you have a question that you want answered on the show, just send that in to radio at builderfunnel.com. We'll track those down. We'll get them into the show. The question for today comes from Brett. And we were talking about growth and growth goals. And the question was, what is a reasonable growth goal? And I think this is a really interesting question because on one hand, it's tough to answer that. I'm a big believer in trying to knock down limiting beliefs. And so what one person thinks is reasonable, another person might think is, you know, like unobtainable basically, or they might think that's a small goal. And so I feel like in some ways it's tough to answer that. You kind of have to figure that out for yourself, but, you know, say you're doing 2 million, you know, some people might think, oh, it's reasonable to get to two and a half or 3 million. And then somebody else might say, I'm trying to double next year. I feel like you do have to answer the question for yourself, but I will caveat that with you have to take actions that are aligned with that goal. So you can't just say, hey, I'm doing 2 million and I want to go to 4 million next year, but I'm going to just kind of do what I've been doing or I'm going to like implement one or two new things. Like you're going to have to drastically change what you're doing. You're going to have to probably double your marketing efforts. And if you haven't done any marketing because you've just been all word of mouth and referral to 2 million, you're going to have to do a lot of marketing to get to that 4 million. A lot of people think, oh, well, if I just do any marketing, anything will be better than nothing. And so that should be a huge difference. That's not how it works. And so you, you need to take that into consideration. But if you're trying to grow you know, from 2 million to 2.2, you're going, okay, that, I mean, that seems reasonable. But again, that's very much for you to make your own decision. But I would, I would just say, whatever your goal is, have a, a purpose and a reason for that goal, but then have the actions to back it up. So if you're trying to go 10%, 50%, double, you need to make sure that your actions, your budget is aligned with that. You probably need to have a hiring plan if you're trying to double. You need to have a plan for selling and carving out the time for that. And you need to have a lead machine that's going to drive you enough opportunity to get in front of that. So I love the question because it's kind of a thinker and it really forces you to dive in and go, why do I want to grow? And how fast do I want to grow? And am I willing to take the actions necessary or most likely necessary to get to that goal? So Brett, good question. And for those of you listening, hopefully that helps in thinking through what is maybe reasonable for you. All right, let's dive into the topic for today, which is automation. So in the marketing and sales world, 
And especially, you know, with software and technology today, we can automate a lot of things. And so the whole idea here is that we can take actions that previously required manual effort and basically have them happen automatically. So we set them up once and then they run in the background. So if we were to kind of define it, that would be the way to summarize it is I've got a process, I've got a system, and right now there's some manual steps in that system, and I'm working to remove those manual steps. So I want to walk you guys through some use cases and some examples and talk about how you guys can add in some automation with technology that's available today. Um, There's lots of different technology, and we'll talk about that through some of these examples. But I want to give you the use cases because I think a lot of times we go, oh, automation sounds nice, but what what do I automate or what does this actually look like? So I want to make it more tangible. So the first one is just simple lead follow-up. So if you think about your website and somebody comes to the site, they're browsing around and they see a kitchen design guide, something that they can fill out a form and download. Maybe it's a fencing pricing guide, an outdoor landscaping design guide, whatever it is that you do, having a resource for them to download, then you can automatically add them to your email newsletter list and they're going to be receiving regular communication and education in their research process, basically. So it automates the lead follow-up, right? They download something and now they go on your list and they're getting a certain set of emails. And to take that a step further, you can personalize that nurturing sequence. So if they download that kitchen guide, you can put them into a chain of emails that you've already pre-written that's maybe three, four or five emails long, spanning two or three weeks. And those include links to blogs on kitchens, links to more portfolio pages that are showcasing some of your top kitchens, maybe a process page on your website that explains how how the whole process works from design to construction all the way to the finish line. So the whole goal is that you're personalizing that buying experience for your prospect, but you're doing it automatically, right? So you can set up those three to five emails beforehand and you can set up the trigger point. So when somebody downloads X, then send them these three emails spaced out three days apart over the next week and a half. So we call that personalized nurturing. And that is a fantastic way to basically stay in front of and stay in touch with these people, but you don't have to manually do that for everybody that visits the site and downloads something. So those are a couple of examples, lead follow-up and then more personalized nurturing sequence. We can also do lead qualification. So let's say somebody fills out your contact us form. If we program into the form that we're going to ask certain questions, so project type, zip code, budget, based on a dropdown, they might select kitchens and they might select a zip code. And based on their response, we can trigger a specific email follow-up. So based on a certain set of criteria, it can send one email that says, awesome, sounds like your project's a great fit for us. Would love to set up a time to talk about your project click here to book a meeting and then they can book automatically and then that's all taken care of. But if they select criteria that isn't a good fit, it can send them a different email. And so that could be, hey, so sorry, it looks like your project is not a good fit and is not one of our specialties. Here are a couple of other resources for getting your project done. 
and that can automatically qualify them out and kind of send them on their way. And, and the nice thing is you can set it up based on the exact criteria you want. So if you have certain zip codes you work in, if they pick a different zip code, boom, it just automatically disqualifies them. And you don't have to ever spend the time calling them back, emailing them, saying, sorry, you're out of our, out of our area or whatever it is, but you still get them a very polite response. So the whole qualification thing around project type, zip code, or budget, you can use either any of the criteria or all of those criteria to set up different responses and trigger. Hey guys, I know that if you listen to Builder Funnel Radio, you are hyper aware of the fact that the way people shop and buy, it's changed dramatically over the years. And for the last 10 years, really since I started doing all this, helping my uncle's remodeling division scale up from about 2 million to 10 million, We've been helping remodelers and builders and contractors all over the country really refine their marketing systems. And I recently decided to kind of bottle all of that up into my first book. And that book is called The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. And you can pick up a copy by going to the website, remodelermarketingblueprint.com. You can also search for it on Amazon or wherever books are sold online. But I highly recommend you go over to the website because we've got some cool book bonuses that go along with that if you pick up a few extra copies for your friends and colleagues or your teammates. So it would mean a lot to me if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or even just a few episodes, if you've ever gotten any value out of it, head over to remodelermarketingblueprint.com and snag your copy today. All right, let's get back to the show. That's just one use case in terms of qualification. I think that's really powerful, especially in a time right now where we're getting flooded with leads. You're getting lots of people filling out your website form, calling in. So anything we can do to drive people through the form and kind of self-qualify is a great thing. And there was actually kind of a subtle sales, uh, basically automation within that example, which is in that automated email, there was a meeting link. And meeting links are a huge time saver. I've been using these for years. And basically, you just have a link that looks at your calendar. And then you can program the days and times that you're available. So if somebody pulls up that link, like for me, I only make two days a week available. So Wednesdays and Thursdays. So when people click that link, they'll only see time on Wednesday and Thursday. And then as my calendar fills up, they just have to select you know, the next week or the following week after that. So combining the automated email response with the booking link, you actually just start to have meetings show up on your calendar. You know they're qualified based on the criteria and you didn't have to do the whole back and forth. Let's figure out a meeting. You can even program that first one to be Zoom and have the Zoom link automatically in there. So you literally just show up to that meeting, look at the information they filled out on the form, and you're ready to go. That is the kind of efficiency that I like in kind of combining what we would call marketing automation with sales automation. So love that as an example use case. I think that's super applicable to, to most companies. If you want to get a little more advanced, you can actually do some lead scoring. So you can develop a criteria and this criteria you'll kind of have to test and measure for your own website and your own lead flow. But you can develop a, a set of criteria like, hey, if someone visits three or more portfolio pages, they also visit my team page 
and they've opened and clicked three or more emails, then I want to trigger an internal email to somebody on the sales team or the owner and say, hey, this is a hot lead. They're super interested. They're, they're all over the website. And then that can prompt the person in sales to manually follow up and say, hey, it looks like you've been doing a lot of research uh, around doing a remodeling project or building a home or whatever it is. If you ever want to talk about your project, click here to book a link, book a meeting with me. And they, they just drop them that meeting link. To make that a little more efficient, you can actually develop that email as a template. So when you get that notification, you can um, decide, okay, I'm going to send this email to this person and it's pre-programmed as a template. So we would call that sales automation. And then you just click it. You can maybe customize it a little bit and then hit send. Templates are great for things that you're not sure if you want to modify them or not. So you have a default kind of email and script to it. But if you want to add some notes or add a couple of different things or tweak it, then you can before you hit send. So I, I like the idea of trying to score your leads. If you're getting tons of people hitting the website, you know, engaging, joining your newsletter list, filling out forms, and you need a way to kind of prioritize who is maybe more interested. Or, or that type of thing. Maybe if they visit a pricing page, you know, they're a little more serious. So I like, I like that when you're a little more, more flooded with leads. And then this last example here is really around a kind of the follow-up after you complete a project. And this kind of starts that cycle of marketing again. So I think a, a lot of times we are missing tons of opportunity. Customers, past customers, people that you know, they're happy. We've done projects for them. We just don't stay in front of them enough. You can actually set up trigger points. So you can tag a lead in your database and your marketing software with a completion date. And so as soon as that date is known, then you can automatically trigger follow-up emails to them. And those can go out on intervals of your choice, but let's say six months later, 12 months later, 18 months later, you can do two years, three years. One of those emails might be, you know, hey, thanks again for letting us work on your home. Do you know of anyone that might be interested in a project? feel free to pass along our in, uh, info or do a quick introductory email. Or maybe it's 18 months later, you might trigger the, hey, hope you're still enjoying XYZ, whatever it is. If you ever need help with another project, don't hesitate to ask for help. Like click here to book a meeting. We can talk about your project. And that could be something that you even set up recurring, maybe once a year. It's just automatic. It's triggered to go out. You can also drop these emails to remind them to leave a review and if you want these to be personalized emails, just set these trigger points up as internal reminders. So basically 12 months later, a reminder hits your inbox and says, hey, remember, it's uh, Bob and Jan's one-year anniversary of their project. Don't forget to reach out to them. And then you can send them a, just a customized personal email, but then it takes the, the brain damage out of remembering when it is and putting it in your calendar. It's just all set up automatically based on putting in a project end date to their customer file in the software, and then it automatically knows, okay, in, in 12 months, I'm going to send a reminder to you to reach out. And I think if you were doing this every year, basically you could do a six-month, 12-month, and then go into an every-year timeline, and you have all these projects you're completing, and you're reaching out once a year personally to all of your past customers, but you don't have to think about it. This will, will generate a lot of efficiency, but then a lot of future work for you as well. So. 
those are just a few use cases and examples of different automation you can put into place. So again, some of that is on the marketing side, some of that is on the sales side and kind of that post-production, you know, a customer delight, customer follow-up side. But there's lots of different ways that you can start to automate things. We tend to use HubSpot and their technology in terms of being able to create these trigger points and automations and all those types of things. There's a number of different software providers out there, Infusionsoft and Marketo and Eloqua and and a number of them. We've been using HubSpot for about 11 years now. I've been super happy with them. So if you ever want to chat about how to get some of this stuff set up. Send a note over to radio at builderfunnel.com. We'll get get you connected with somebody and see if it's a good fit. But if you haven't looked into automation and some of these efficiencies, I highly recommend it, especially at a time like now where we're super busy and every minute counts. All right, guys, that's what I got for you today. Hopefully this helps. Hopefully it gives you a little bit of inspiration to think of maybe a few things within your process that you can streamline and automate. And as always, really appreciate you guys listening. If you got some value out of this, remember to leave us a review or forward it to a friend. And we'll see you next time here on Builder Funnel Radio. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And as a quick reminder, text RADIO to 33777 for some free goodies as a thank you for listening to the show. And if you got some value from today's episode, I just ask that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It really helps us spread the word and grow this awesome community of people who are working to improve their lives and their businesses. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.